have the AMC A-list membership, and what that is is I get three free movies a week for nineteen ninety-five a month, and so from December twenty eighteen to March twenty twenty, I managed to see one hundred and seventy-seven movies in sixty-six weeks, which is absolutely crazy. Then the pandemic happened. Oh, but now I'm back. To watching movies, I'm watching two movies a week because baby steps. So let's talk movies with another Steve Stubbs of the Week! Dun, 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 dun. Oh, shit, we're on Steve Stubbs of the Week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're on Steve Stubbs of the Week. Oh, there you we didn't go. change the background? That's fine. That's fine. We'll wait. Hey, look at that. What a beautiful background. Oh, tickets falling from the sky. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, then this is all lost to you. But, oh, oh, trying to catch the ticket. Oh, I got a golden ticket. Grandpa Joe oh, fucking swim, sleeping in, in your own piss. Uh, this week represents my ninth week back in movie theaters, and in that time I have seen 18 movies. And let me just take a second to talk about the uh, movie theaters and the Delta variant. Uh, things are bad right now uh, because the pandemic is not over. No. The pandemic is not over. It's still going strong. And the fucked up part is that so many Christians, so many right-wingers and Christians and evangelical Christians and fundamentalist Christians and Southern Baptists, all of these fucking religious people, what they're doing is they're saying, oh, I'm not going to take the, uh, the, the vaccine. And then they get the coronavirus and then they get sick. So they have to go to the hospital and they take up a hospital bed. And so now if, if you are vaccinated and you hurt yourself, oh, no, I have developed... I have the flu. I have broken my arm. Oh, no, I am bleeding from every orifice. I better go to the hospital. Now they have to say, sorry, we have no room in the hospital because every room is taken up by all of these right-wing anti-vax idiots. So the ironic part, the Alanis Morissette part of the Delta variant is that all of these pro-life Christians aren't taking the vaccine and are taking up space in hospitals, thereby killing a shit ton of people who can't go to the hospital. Christians yes. are killing Americans right now. Just yes. Come out and say it. That's basically what Alanis Morissette was singing about. It's like rain on your wedding day. And I think that there are a lot of places right now that are open that should be closed. I don't think that the Disney World should be open. I don't think that Disneyland should be open. There's a lot of places that I don't think should be open. And I do think that having movie theaters open is bad for every city in the world but my fucking city. Because yeah. nobody goes to the goddamn movies. Uh, let me think. Reminiscence in the Night House. Okay, I went to two movies this week, and there were a total of five other people in the theater with me for both movies. Yeah. So, I'm so goddamn safe going to the movies. If I lived in L.A., New York, Chicago, fucking, I don't know, Pacoima, fucking Phoenix, I wouldn't be going to the goddamn movies right now. Those movie theaters are going to be packed. 
in my theater, it's a miracle these theaters are open at all because every time I go to the movies, there's no one at the fucking theaters. I'm safe as shit going to yeah. the movies right now. Just want to say, I live in a very small Midwestern town. It's a miracle my theaters are still open. I am safe. I am safe. This is the safest I've ever been going to the movies. I was going to theaters that were empty before the pandemic, and they're even more empty now. So I'm very safe still going to the movies. I, I don't recommend it if you live in a big town. If you live in Good. Dallas, maybe don't go to the fucking movies, you know? Well, I'm glad you're safe. That's the important part. Yeah, yeah. As, no as, far as, as far as anything else, if they want to go to the movies and the other... I, I really think that we should start a rumor that arsenic tastes just like chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. And let's just have done with it. <clears throat> yeah. I'm fine with that. This week I saw the following two movies in theaters. The Night House, a horror thriller starring Rebecca Hall from Iron Man 3, and the Hugh Jackman film Reminiscence. Now, uh, every Steve Stubbs of the week, I pick one movie pick of the week. But before we do that, let's take a moment to discuss the movie not chosen as my movie pick of the week, Reminiscence, starring Wolverine. Um, this movie isn't bad. This is a pretty good movie. I, it might even make it to my top ten favorite movies of the year. Uh, it's a dystopian, techno-noir mystery thriller yes set in the distant future and the plot is fairly basic oh I'm a guy with drinking problems and I'm troubled by my past then a woman walks into my offices I fall in love with this woman and then she disappears she couldn't have just disappeared where did she go I'm going to try and find her. Oh, no. I'm embroiled in a web of mystery. Now these gangsters are trying to kill me? I'm just trying to find this woman. You know where she is. Where is she? Like, it's basic standard. It's like 80% of every mystery movie you've ever seen. You know? Yeah. But the difference is the setting. It's, it's like 2079. The polar ice caps have melted. Most of the cities in America are fucking flooded. So now the only cities that are still cities are major cities with big skyscrapers like L.A., New York, fucking places like that. And so uh, this guy lives in New Orleans and life is horrible. And people now live only at nighttime because the sun during the daytime is so hot that it's unbearable. You can't live in the day anymore. So everyone lives at night because of climate change and the rising is the heat. So this guy lives at night, but there's one thing that people love and it's called reminiscence. And they use technology to go into your brain. You're put into this coma-like trance and you go into this pod and this machine can take a digital map of your brain and pull out one memory which you get to relive in the tank, it 100% feels like you're not just remembering it. You can feel the air. You can feel the ground. If someone's with you and is hugging you, you can feel their embrace. And it's like a drug that people get addicted to. Yeah. 
reliving these memories and it, it it's it's a fairly standard mystery but the setting is what makes it fucking wonderful there's not really any streets anymore it's it's mostly canals and uh there are some people who are rich and they live on small patches of the dry land that's still around but most of the poor people live in the gutter and their life is flooded and, and it's really good it's it the setting is good the the plot is eh, but but the setting is great sometimes the movie does feel a little bit like some filmmaker said i can be a christopher nolan let me give it a shot but but that's not necessarily a bad thing yeah you know it's a pretty decent movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. If I w- watch it again, it's not going to be because, oh, the script is so great, but just the setting is really the, a rich, interesting, futuristic, uh, you know, dystopian techno world that I want to learn more about. Well, it, it, see, it sounds to me like you're describing Blade Runner. It feels a bit Blade Runner-y. Yeah. You know, where... It feels a bit... It was a very simple detective story. Yeah. And, like, not even a particularly good one, because there weren't that many people to investigate on the planet anymore. Yeah. So, okay, so you're looking for androids instead of, I don't know, terrorists. But it's yeah. the same kind of simple story... But the world that is painted for Blade Runner is just intriguing on its own. Yeah. Yeah, it it was a decent film. And, and I liked it. And, and, I, and I might watch it again. It was alright. If I was making a top ten list... Uh, for 2021, it would be like 10 or 9, you know. It wasn't an amazing film, but the setting was so great and it was done so well that, like, I'd watch it again, you know. It was alright. It was a pretty good movie. But the Steve Stubbs movie pick of the week is The Night House. Rebecca Hall. I fucking love this movie so much. Really? I fucking love this movie. But the previews, I saw the preview a couple of times, and the preview really misleads motherfuckers so hard. The preview makes it seem like an edge-of-your-seat horror thriller, the next level in horror movies. Uh, You'll pay for the entire seat, but you'll just need the edge. And that's that's not what this fucking movie is at all. Period. So I so, but because the previews mislead you, a lot of people hate the Nighthouse. But I dare say it's not the movie's fault. It's the previews' fault for making you think you're going to see like the the next big horror movie film. But that is not what this film is. This film is a quiet, subtle very slow-moving horror thriller 
that is really just about death and loss. It, it's really like I would I would call it like less of a horror film and more like a like a dramatic thriller. You know, but but it's a great movie. The star is Rebecca Hall. I love this woman, British actress. Uh, what most people know her for is as the romantic lead slash, hey, guess what? I'm actually a bad guy. Woman from Iron Man 3. Uh, Tony Stark slept with her in the beginning yes. of the movie in a flashback. And uh, she was good in that. What I know her from and not a lot of people have seen this film, but it's a movie called Christine. And it's the true story of newscaster Christine Chubbuck, who in the 1970s shot herself in the mouth live on the news. Nice, it happened in like, I think. It happened in like 1976 or maybe 1978. She was super depressed. She dealt with depression and loss and loneliness. And so one day she just showed up on air and was reading the news. And then eventually she just pulled out her own paper and said, in accordance with Channel 12's, uh, um, 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 in, in accordance with Channel 12's burning desire for blood and guts and horror, uh, this channel is proud to bring you a network first, the first live on-air suicide. And she pulls out a gun and blows her brains out live on the news. This actually happened, and it, you can find footage. There's footage, I think, on archive.org uh, for educational purposes. But yeah. she fucking killed herself, and they made a movie, and it stars Rebecca Hall, and hardly anyone went to go <coughs> see this movie, but oh my god, this woman can act. <coughs> She's an amazing actress, and I love her in this. It, the plot of The Night House is basically this woman, and she's been married to this guy for like 13 years, and they have a house together, and everything's fine. He's an architect, and she's a teacher, and they live a nice life in a house right by a and everything's fine and one day her husband just up and kills himself he has a gun that she didn't even know about and blows his brains out on a boat on the lake and as the movie opens she is coming home from the funeral and like the first 15 minutes there's like no dialogue it's just yeah. her alone drinking and going through his shit and that's at the point where people who saw the previews and were expecting a, a white-knuckle horror thriller get fucking disappointed. And it's at that point where I go, I have no fucking idea what's happening, but I'm really excited. So it's a really good movie. It's also one of those movies where you can either take what the film is trying to lead you towards, which is, oh, no. She's battling the supernatural element. What, what a great horror supernatural thriller. Or she's just really depressed and she's going through some shit and going kind of crazy. And all of this is just in her fucking head. 
which is how I take it. I don't think this is a horror movie at all. I just think we're watching a really depressed person dealing with loss, and she's yeah. going kind of fucking crazy. So I, I really loved this film. It was a great movie. Rebecca Hall carries it. There's only like five people in the whole goddamn movie, and one of them's dead. But, oh, oh I fucking love this film. It was amazing. I want to see it again, but it's already left the theaters here in my small-ass town. But I fucking love this movie. When it comes out as a film to download, I'm going to download the shit out of it. I absolutely love this film. It's like one of my top five favorite movies of the year right now. It doesn't really? beat Barb and Star. Nothing beat Barb and Star. But it's like, it's like close up there. It, I love this film yeah. so much. Fucking amazing film, and I love it. And it can be a horror movie where she's battling these forces. Or it could just be her fucking husband died. She's going a bit crazy. Yeah. I love it. Wonderful film. I can understand if you hate it because it's not really a horror movie. But that's why I love it. Okay, see now, Can't that's kind of... more. That's kind of what I was really liking about Heredity. Yeah. But then it just turned into a horror movie, and I, I yeah. felt really yep. disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, there's a turn. There's a turn in that film. But this film, up until the end, you can still be like, up until the credits roll, you can be like, there's a possibility this isn't a horror film. Yeah. So that's what I like about it. Even up to the end, to the last line, you're like, if you look at this a certain way, there's nothing horrific about this film. It's just a woman dealing with loss, and that's what I like yeah. about it. There's, you can see it different ways. It's open to interpretation, and I like that, especially in a horror film. Really loved this film. There's nothing scary about it, um, but, oh, incredible film. Incredible film. Really fucking loved it. So that's my movie pick of the week. The Night House. Be sure and look for it in in, in theaters. I, I it, it came and went pretty quickly, but uh, when it's available as a download, you should absolutely download it. Love this film. Rebecca Hall is amazing. And that's it for Steve Stubbs this week. I already have my tickets for next week. What am I seeing next week? Uh, uh, next week, I'm seeing... Candyman, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. And what else? Oh, The Protégé. Okay. That might be fine. There's a lot of movies coming out right now where it's like John Wick, but blank. Yeah. And sometimes it works. Like John Wick, but it's like 50-year-old Bob Odenkirk. Okay, that works. This one seems to be John Wick but it's an Asian woman in Samuel L. Jackson. So it's like, okay, this might be good, it might be bad. I don't know, we'll, we'll see. So that's next week. Be sure and join us next week for more up-to-date movie reviews with Steve Stubbs of the Week and cut on that.